Welcome, man. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. This is the Youth Nation podcast. So this is for Elevation Youth. Dope. Um, and uh, bro, we're stoked to have you, man. You how do you feel, here. bro? You're on tour right now. I'm excited, honestly. Dude, yeah. how has it been so far? It's been really good. Really? He it's was telling really us good. some of the some of the his favorite experiences so far a little earlier. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, it's been good, man. It's looked I mean, lit. It's Raleigh last night was crazy, but good. Yeah, Raleigh was man. They were a great crowd. Dude, that's great. so fire. Yeah. That's dope, man. Well, we like to start off with a little game normally. All right. Uh, you know, break the ice a little bit. Do it. <laughs> um, so uh, it's like, uh, what, how would you explain it, Elijah? All right. Basically, we, whichever guest we have on, we, it's like the format is if blank weren't blank. So if you were going to do if rappers weren't rappers. Yes. And you got to uh, pick another job that you think they would do if yes. they weren't rapping. Okay. So All if right. rappers weren't rappers, first okay. one up, maybe right. a friend, Andy Minio. If Andy wasn't a rapper? Yeah. Um... Definitely like a circus act. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Clip that. Some, Clip that. Definitely some Barnum and Bailey <laughs> all day. He's Barnum in the and Bailey. Cirque de Soleil. I don't know, but he's a circus act for okay. sure. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Yeah. I like that. All yeah. right. That's all right. Funny. Next one up. If KB wasn't a rapper. If KB's not a rapper. I mean, legitimately, I think he'd be a pastor or a preacher or something. Really? But um but for the sake of this, just I think he's um uh, a WWF wrestler, WWE wrestler. WWE. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's he's just crazy. like loud and. Rawr. He does have that energy. Yeah, yeah. So he's I'm got the him, energy. For putting him. Sure. I'm putting him in. The I ring. like that, bro. Yeah. That's probably the best answer we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, somebody, that's honestly, yeah, he's wrestling. He's coming sure. in hot. Oh my for gosh! Sure. For sure. Oh, I see what you did there. Um. All right, last one. All right. We got Ty Dolla Sign. What is Ty? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna make him a hairdresser. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. He does have crazy hair. Yeah. Fire hair. I'm making him a hairdresser for sure. Yeah. I could just Dang. see him just being creative and just like, you know, you walk in there and he's right. singing and cutting and <laughs> flipping. Dude, and just doing his it's yeah. a whole chopping. Glasses up. on, a whole yep. line, just doing hair. I see it. That's fire. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I love that. you're on tour right now for Church Close Four, which round of applause. Yeah, oh, round yeah. of applause. Absolutely Church Close Four. It's great. Um, but like, what's been like your favorite stop so far, like energy wise from the crowd? Woo. Um, it's tough because I feel like they've gotten progressively better. So between Richmond and, and Raleigh, we're like the best stops so far. I think it just, the energy just keeps going up and up yeah. and up. And then of course we get more comfortable and used to like the set and the everything else. So it's between Richmond and Raleigh for sure. Dang. Yeah. They were both Until lit. tonight. Yeah. Until so you're like, say that. Charlotte popping out. I heard it was sold out, man. It's a wrap. It's crazy. Yeah. So, like, you're a pretty seasoned tour. Like, this this is not your first rodeo. So right. How does this compare to like some of the other tours you've done in the past? Um, I got it dialed in now, so it's kind of yeah. like, you know, you're just traveling with your friends on a bus. You learn how to live together. Um, you just hang out. Um. So it's been great because it's been real easy. It's like no diva energy. Mm. Everybody just chill. And uh, yeah, man, it's been great. I That's fine. Yeah. I almost feel like like y'all, you guys got the music stuff like down. I feel like it's yeah. more of like the rhythm of being like. I mean, he has so tour. many bangers. It's like, how could you lose? With right. The, with the set list you have. Like, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. But it's I feel like if you got the rhythm dialed and like your squad dialed on tour, like that yeah. probably makes such a big difference. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we brought the rhythm with us, so hey. he did. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, man, it's been it's been great. Uh, I mean, it's a far cry from like the early days with like an RV, right. and like oh, you know, you're you just laying in a bed and bouncing all over the place. <laughs> so this is night and day better. That's yeah. crazy, That's amazing. And it's and like even they're saying like this is church clothes like four, like this is the fourth right. volume, right? Like church clothes, I feel like has been. I mean, we came up on you, so it's like it's been a journey. Sheesh. Like this is full circle for me, but also like just from like all of us, it's like it's like this crazy journey of like how did you where did the inspiration for this even come from? Like whether it's the this album or it's just the whole yeah. church clothes yeah. thing. Where were you? What was going through your mind? What was in your heart? So when we first started, when I first did church clothes, like it was it was kind of like a thing. Like especially you're young and you're coming into churches and stuff, and they're looking at you kind of like. You know, like y'all look fly. We we couldn't look as fly as y'all look <laughs> at the time. Y'all got sauce, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> but back then it was kind of like people looked at you funny, like, are you really serious about God, the way you're dressed, the way you look? 
So it was kind of like, almost like a statement of like, these are my church clothes. Like I still love God, even though I got this gear on. Yeah. But then it was also a message to like the mainstream because they didn't really know what to do with me. They were like, where are your church clothes? Like, where's your robe and your choir and your mm. suit? And I'm like, I love the Lord and I have on exactly what I will wear on Sunday. So that's kind of the statement we were making. And I think it's changed now, right? That's not a thing. So with church clothes for us, more just like helping people deal with like church hurt and like even believing that the church is still a, something helpful and, and beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's really awesome, man. Yeah. Sure. Um, for those for those of us who don't know, or those of us watching, how how did you even get started like rapping, bro? How did I get started rapping? Yeah. There was there was a girl on my block. Her name was uh, Kiana, <laughs> and uh, she was twelve. I was ten, eleven, and I wanted to impress her, so I Dang. made up a rap to go with my friends. My friends were like they played. That's so crazy. Yeah, they played music. That's crazy. Bro, I was rizzing people up from a young age. Yeah, you know what I mean? Riz game. Started with yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, yeah. So, I just wanted to impress her. So, I tried. To, I wrote a rap. And it didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't Took work. the hell on that you know, Yeah. Shout out to Kiana. Hope you're doing well. Um, <laughs> Look at me now. Yeah, you know, created a monster. I, you said it. I didn't. You said it. I didn't. <laughs> we get in paper. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, but that's how I started. Um, and just being a kid, like, when I was a kid, you know, I mean, rap videos were on television, so yeah, it was right. kind of like a big deal to like see these rap videos on TV and like, oh man, I want to be like this. And so I just kind of modeled myself after that, and that's how I started rapping originally, initially. Gotcha. Yeah. What made you want to go the Christian insane. rap route? The Christian path was funny is that I didn't grow up in church. Um, I didn't really. My mom grew up in church, and okay. she did had a, like a pretty rough experience, so she didn't want to to force that on me. So I just grew up kind of trying to figure out life. And um, as a teenager, man, I just had a lot of problems. You know, I, I had a, a lot of dark seasons. And so at like 17, on my own free will, like, I just didn't know what to do with my problems. And and um, I just said, man, I'm going to just try to go to church on Sunday. It felt like a grown-up thing to do. It was like, yeah, I'm going to go to church on yeah. Sunday. I'm going to drive <laughs> to church. So I went to church, and this lady, I didn't know any, like, when I tell you I didn't know anything about church, like, I really literally knew nothing. And so this lady said, uh, she said, after church was over, she was like, are you saved? And I didn't know, I was like, from what? You know what <laughs> I mean? Because I was right. like, what are you talking, what is saved mean? Right. Like, I didn't know the language, I didn't know anything. So I was like, from what? I said, no, I'm, I'm not. And she was looked so terrified and horrified. Um, that I was like, yo, that that's a big deal, whatever this save thing is, because she felt a way about it. And she kind of like shared her faith with me, but I didn't get it. But in, a couple years later, at, at like 19, I really understood the the gospel and um, I had this spiritual transformation. And then from there, it was like, yo, I love rapping. What the heck am I going to do now? Like, right. I'm, what am I going to rap about? So I just started rapping about the change I was undergoing. And it Dang. just became yeah. this. Did you ever drop anything like pre? Oh yes, so, so like, terrible. Just like crazy raps. <laughs> oh, they're, could they're, we find those in like the archives of the internet? You would not. Ho hopefully, unless somebody <laughs> leaked them. Right. I have them on my laptop though. They're <laughs> bad. They're bad. They're ba crazy. they're really bad. But it's funny. Like I let my friends listen to them, and they're like, "Man, I'm glad God saved you." <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like this was not it. Yeah, this was not it, man. Yeah. This was not it. That's being, you said there was growing up, you saw a lot like of uh, inspirations on the TV and stuff. Yeah. Who would you say if you had to put now? Nah, this is a, every, every rapper has a tough yeah, time five. answering this. Oh, top yeah. three. Top three. We can go top five if you want to yeah, go top five. What's your Mount Rushmore? Oh my gosh. Your Mount Rushmore rap. That's rough, man, because it, I feel like there's these. So I'm like a student, mm -hmm. right? So it's kind of like when you become a student, then you start going back and you start trying to understand the eras mm -hmm. of different stuff. So it's kind of like you can say, you know, like you may be, um, I don't know, a fan of, of whatever kind of sh Nike shoe is out right now. But then you go back to like the eighties and you're like, yo, yeah. that was dope. I didn't know they made those. And then you right. start becoming a yeah. fan of something. So I think if I like have to like pick from all eras, I'm, I'm going to go Andre 3000. I'm going to go Kendrick Lamar Ooh. and I'm going to go Tupac. Wow. So, kind of like, 
moves around from era to era, that's but solid. Right. yeah, that's where I'm going with. That's, top three. that's heavy. Yeah, that's top a heavy three. three. But people be telling me like, well, like I'll put Kendrick in my like I put Kendrick as the greatest, and people yeah. are like, that's crazy. He's too young. I'm like, oh, it's Kendrick. Yeah, it's Look all about art. eras, man. That's what I'm saying. It's like because my uncles and stuff they they grew up in like the '80s and stuff, and they're like, man, you don't know about Rock him and KRS right. and all these, yeah. and I'm like. I have to do my research to like understand what you meant to the people at that time. Yeah. Cause you don't want to just put someone in your top five just because you know that that's what other people would want you exactly. to say. Exactly. Exactly. If you don't really understand like the older, cause you weren't alive back then. Like, right. So a, it's like, what is that? So what does this mean? Like, yeah. You know, so it's yeah. kind of, that's, that's what makes it tough. It's yeah. like, you don't, you have to do your research. Yeah. Say it's, it's 2012. Yeah. And you and your friends are in the car. Okay. And y'all are just like uh, on the way to the beach, and you're like, you need a song to get everybody hyped. What are you playing? A song to get everybody hyped. Yeah, on the way to the beach. Like something like a classic rap hit. Um, I honestly don't feel like you can go wrong with with Kendrick. Yeah, Yeah. you know what I mean. Like I feel like his catalog is so crazy. Um, I think that's gonna work. Um, I'm trying to think. Because, see, my friends are so all over the map, too. Yeah. I feel like Kendrick is right up the middle to right. where it would Everybody likes Kendrick. Yeah, it wouldn't right. be like, it wouldn't be like, what is this? It wouldn't be too lyrical. Yeah, but I mean, but then on the flip side, yeah, that's tough. You know oh, you mean? need to say, <clears throat> no, yeah. money pay for me. <laughs> yeah. right, you feel that's me? all it takes. Yeah, it's, that's tough. But, I mean, like, there's songs that are out now that still have that element. I don't know if they'll stand the test of time. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I just yeah. want to rock. Is like, of course, that's going to get everybody yeah. uh, up in arms. And, and Crazy. You know what I'm saying? But Crazy. I don't know if they'll, we'll see. Yeah, you know? for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. So what, what, so we were talking about how you kind of like came up and stuff. What, what advice would you give to like the next generation of like musicians and rappers who are like coming up? Because we got a lot of like, I'm just thinking of even people in our ministry, even youth, yeah. like in our ministry who are coming up they're starting to play on some wednesday nights or right. like some of the kids are dropping tracks like what, what 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 would be some advice that you would give them i would say yeah know what you want and know what you're trying to do because if you don't have a clear vision yeah someone will create one for you mm. you know what i mean if you don't have a a sense of purpose of about what you're doing someone's going to create a purpose for you and oftentimes it won't have your best interest in mind Dang. so you know I feel like I've been to the top of the tops. I've had a number one album. I've had Grammys, all those things. But those weren't what I set out for. You mm. know what I mean? Like, I set out to, like, create music to express what was inside of me and what I f- and the, the things that I felt like people needed to hear. Like, the byproduct of that was winning these awards. But once I won them, everyone else had different ideas about what i should do and if if i would have listened to them i would have like ran my music career into the ground because everybody had ideas about what i should do and how i should do it so i guess for like young artists i'll say man know what you're trying to accomplish and then like work at that you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like man i you know like really work hard at that particular aspect of it um because otherwise someone's just gonna come in with a new goal for you yeah were you ever tempted to just go mainstream and like abandon like christian rap I think, like, I don't know about, like, abandoning Christian rap, but I think I wanted to broaden my audience. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I wanted to broaden the audience. I don't think I was like, oh, I'm abandoned. Because it's like, I can't abandon my faith. It's like too much of who I am. Right. But I wanted to broaden my audience. Um, But that temptation was always there, especially yeah. once I started, like, working in the mainstream more and yep. doing stuff. Like, people were, oh, man, I had, like, some of the biggest managers you know like in labels and stuff and they're like man first thing we gotta do is like get rid of this one one six thing is that a what is that like and i was like it's a scripture that's right. part of what we believe right and they're like yeah you gotta do away with that stuff man and right and just kind of like having these ideas about how to make me who they want me to be yeah and um yeah that was a tough part man because you don't because that's like not being yourself right. how'd you stay yeah. strong through all that like getting into the like the whole music industry and everyone's so corrupt man I, it's tough honestly like i wouldn't i don't recommend anybody like if i'm being honest it's not so much that it's like the music industry is the boogeyman it's just that 
you know, the Bible says bad company corrupts good morals. Yeah. So when you're constantly surrounded by people, whether you're in the music industry, sports, whatever yeah. you're in, if you're constantly surrounded by people who don't have God's best intentions in mind, you're going to move more in that direction than you're going to move in God's direction. So good, I think the best thing to do is like, don't do it alone, mm. right? Like have a crew of people. Like I was very fortunate to have a group of people that went with me into these spaces and places. And like at your core team have got to have the same values as you do. Um, Cause otherwise, you know, you're off track, but it's like playing tug of war. If you're playing tug of war against like 10 people, you're going to lose every time. Right. And right. that's not the music industry, yeah. the film industry, sports. It's like 10 people like pulling you in the wrong direction. So you really have to, bring people with you that's really good yeah. yeah yeah what would you say to the person and we've and i think every genre goes through this even gospel even recently people saying like gospel music is dead yeah or blank is dead what would you say to someone that's like oh christian rap is dead as we know it. like oh that's corny like right that's old like what would you say to challenge the idea of like someone is like yeah christian rap is corny yeah i think so for me i'm like <clears throat> then change the narrative i used to care like it used to bother me yeah and people would be like oh it's corny because then i thought they wouldn't want to listen to me like i remember i went to like an nba uh practice and i was passing out my mixtape or whatever and then they they like someone was like oh he's a gospel rapper and then people were like you saw him like put the cd down like nah i'm yeah. good i don't want to listen to this and i that used to bother me but then i just realized like no wait let's change the narrative mm. like yeah. let's Let's make it to where they won't be able to say that. So now if they're like, Christian rap's corny, nah, because there's a few of them, man, like that yeah, are not, tough. like, you know what I mean? Just change the narrative so people, because that's, I mean, that's what people have done with sports. It's like, no one was checking for golf and then Tiger Woods comes along. It's like, oh, golf is kind of cool. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Or like, whatever. I be putting people on you and 1K Fuse collab album, bro. Yeah. Like, people say the beats in Christian rap are bad. I'm like, bro, go listen to that album. Like, the beat selection on that album is crazy. Exactly. So it I'm like, so the much more stuff you Sonics. do like that just rewrites the narrative. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's all you got to do is, man, just change that narrative instead of like buying into it. It's like, all right, cool. Well, then, you know, let me work on this. And I think, yeah. I think so much of what makes it, I don't even want to say relevant because not all times like, are we, will we be that? And that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I think what makes it relatable to everyone, like you said, like changing the narrative is specifically with rap is Sonics. Mm -hmm. And so like, I feel like Christians here set apart and they feel like we can't sound the same. Yeah. Um, when I feel like what makes us set apart is where our souls are mm, right set good. apartness might not it, it's not a proximity thing it's an eternal thing that's good because like jesus was sitting at tables with tax collectors that's yet right. he was yeah. set apart that's right yeah. so the pharisees said we're set apart because we're in the synagogue that's jesus right. is like imagine me being at the table and still being set apart that's, that's right, right. and so like what if we're at the table with i'm i mean you got like you got to be from metro booming yeah, yeah but you know crazy. what that song set apart that's right because 100%. it's the context yeah because at the end of the day there's something in that song that's going to touch your heart you feel me like yeah. and so like i think you and so many others have done a great job of like demonstrating that and it really is art it shows the power of art and the creativity of god in yeah. everything that we do right that's good and so like what would your when like even to like a young rapper now that's like how would you what has helped you fight the tension of like being relevant mm. without selling out yeah like what has tethered you to like if i have to have an option like i'd rather remain myself even at the cost of right. like quote-unquote relevance yeah i think you have to be honest with yourself and most of us if we're really honest with ourselves we want people to like us yeah and i think that's the real struggle is you got to get over that like oh i just want everyone to like me i want everyone oh. to think i'm great mm. you got to know that you're great because god knows you <laughs> you got to know that you're you got purpose and worth and value because you were born with it not because you earned it from everyone else around you. So when you walk so into good. an environment already knowing that, man, I'm wonderfully, fearfully made by God, then you're not trying to like earn everyone's approval. You're just, you're just being dope because you're dope. You're just yeah. creating because, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're not worried about selling out because you, you're being yourself, but That's being good. relevant is like it's being a good student of the culture and a good student of music and mm -hmm. art it's like man you 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 know a lot of times the problem for christians is we do we copy we critique or um we we 
criticize. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, we'll copy what they're doing. We'll critique it and say, you know, like, oh, well, it's not this or it's not that. Or, or I guess criticize and critique are the same. Um, but what we are not doing is creating. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we should be, like, we have the creator of all creators. Right. Yeah. Like, why are we not the most creative? You yeah. know, everybody who's, like, super dope out there are just people made in God's image, and so are you. So don't be insecure about it. Like, really tap in yeah. to the creator who gives everyone this ability and don't settle for being second tier. Like, I never want to be second tier. I always want to be, like, like, y'all, I want people to be, like, this is dope. Yeah. Right. Like, what is this? You know? Yeah. That's, yeah, it, bro. that's fire. All right. So huge topic switch, but obviously you made an absolute banger Skr -skr -skr -skr. back in the day <laughs> with Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah. How did you link up with him or like get that collab? And mm. what was it like working with him? What, what the thing about it is like when you, everyone respects people who really stand for what they believe. Yeah. Right. Like, when you're really, like, if you're like a, I don't know, a super gangster dude and you went to prison and you're just like, this is who I am, people, like, respect it. Like, mm -hmm. oh, he's legit. He's real. Yeah. So when you're, like, serious about your faith, people will respect 100%. that. 100%. And then if you're good at your craft, they're also going to respect that. Yeah. So what I started to gain was just, like, a lot of people, like, yo, man, like, because people kept saying, you don't want to go mainstream? You don't want to go mainstream, bro? Mm -hmm. And I was like, nah. Nah, and then people just started to respect it. Like, y'all respect mm -hmm. him, man. He's, like, really good, but he doesn't want to go mainstream. He's just doing his thing. And that's kind of how Ty felt. Ty was like, man, I love what you're doing, bro. Like, um, So he came to you. Well, what happened was my producer um, had made the song already, and then Ty heard it. And then he was like, this is dope. And he was like, well, you want to do a hook for it? And he was like, no, I want to do a verse and a hook. Yeah, like, he yeah, just, yeah. he loved it. And so, um, you know, then we talked and we met and just became cool, man. Yeah. And, and just like we, you know, had similar friends in similar circles. Of course, Kendrick has been a, a good friend of mine for years before he was even Kendrick Lamar. So That's we had crazy. a lot of circles that we ran in. And it just. How'd you meet him? Uh, I met Kendrick. What's crazy is he made this project before he really blew up. And he had this song on there called The Faith. And he was wrestling with his faith. Okay. And I had more Twitter followers than him at the time. That's So crazy. I just like DM'd him. That's crazy. And I was like, bro, I heard this song. What are you wrestling with? And he was like, I said, because maybe, you know what I'm saying, we could, I could send you some stuff. And he was like, well, I got questions about this, 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 and this. And then we just started going back and forth. And then we just developed a relationship. That's um, nuts. And from there, just like, you know, just became a dope relationship where I never wow. wanted to abuse it. Mm -hmm. Or be like, yeah, let's do music together. But it was just more like, let's be friends. He actually asked to do music with me first. And I was like, nah, let's chill. Right. Because I don't want you to ever feel like I'm only in this for what yeah. you have going yep. on. Yeah, know? that's huge. Yeah. That's yeah. so big. That's, Bro, that's crazy. Yeah, man. That's so sick. Is there anybody else like you work with that's just been like super dope? You got the Metro, obviously. Yeah, Metro's cool, How'd you man. get locked in with Metro? Yeah, So my crazy. my manager, my GM is actually... So Metro's manager is, this sounds weird. Metro's manager is my manager's cousin. Oh, okay. So they're, they're cool. And, yeah. um, and at first I was kind of like, I was like, all right, I guess, you know, I'm interested. Um, but then it just, once he started sending over the music, I was like, yo, this is crazy. And then when people started hearing me do Metro, then everybody was like, oh, we didn't know you, you know, and they, everybody started sending beats. Like my man 30 Rock yeah. who did Roddy Rich The Box. That's and crazy. Everybody just starts Dang. sending you stuff because they all, what you start to find out is that a lot of people in the music industry, they either grew up in church or they're struggling and they want to like connect with God, but they don't have an outlet. So yeah. Especially you, in rap. Yeah. yeah. So you become yeah. that person and they like start sending you stuff like, and asking you questions and it, it's just, it's a dope opportunity man That's it's really insane. dope I feel like we've talked about this a lot JT and I and, and all of us really yeah. if you go look at like even from like a band perspective say like you want to be super niche and talk about live bands be like go look at every live band in LA that's with like Charlie's Guys or like the Super Bowl like people that played at the Super Bowl they're all church kids yep. Yep. they're all church kids because like you said it goes to show that like there is a side of creativity that people don't people don't even know. Like the church produces the best creatives, mm. right? And even the usually they're either the church, like the chords in the church, yes, yeah, like, like and they're loves. either hurt by the church 
and they feel like they don't want to come back and they wrestle for the rest of their lives or they're nurtured well and they know how to live in both spaces right. correctly. Right. Right. And so, but it just goes to show like, even just like logistically, like think about if you're an artist and you don't go to church, like you don't have that, an opportunity to get your reps in. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. But like if you're, if you're a worship leader, Oh man. You I mean, so buddy, you, you have 10,000 hours, bro. Literally. Yeah, 10,000 yeah. hours, man. You get good at it, man. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And I mean, they may not allow you to express the fullness of your creativity because they have the songs that they want you to sing. Yeah. But you're getting so good at it that in your free time, it translates. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like um like uh my 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 man, my man Joel Barnes He's um, dope. We actually had him on the pod too. He coming, yeah. He's literally coming in 2 days. Yeah. yeah. He's about so, to be here on So Joel I heard a lot of the stuff he did like in the worship space. And I was like, I said, you wrote this, bro? He's like, yeah. I said, so what I knew is you're a good writer. Yeah. But I don't necessarily make the soundscape that you're using right now. Yeah. I said, send me some other stuff that you have that's not in this vein. He yeah. had tons of it. And yeah. I was like, this is what yeah. I knew. This bro. is what I knew. Yeah. yeah you know this, what I, mean? We, I mean, we're real close to Joe. That's yeah. The, yeah. That's the dog. Yeah. And what I love about it, and we're, and we're, very, we're very big on this, is like, Art is art, right? Yeah, for sure. And then like there's art that is, I mean, it's all inspired. Yeah. But like the same, the same way Joel will sit down and we'll pick three words out of a verse and write a song is yeah. the same way if, we're, if one of us is going through it, we're hopping on and it's just like, we're rocking, we're rocking a breakup song. Like yeah. that's right. just what it is. Like right. art, like we get to do that because we have the freedom. Yeah. Um, and the, like you said, we're, we're, we, should, we, we should be the, the most creative. Absolutely. Right. You for feel sure. me? Absolutely. Yeah. That's fire, man. I love that. Um, so what, on tour or regular life, like what is kind of like your daily like routines? Like what? How do you spend time with God? Like what? Yeah. What does that all look like? So I try to like create a rhythm. Um, no pun intended. Shout um, out rhythm, man. I try to Shout create a rhythm though of like just regular things because you're living two kinds of lives, right? Like your your one is like your home life, and then one is your road life. So I try to make them at least consistent as much as possible so like on the road what i tend to do is you know i know i'm going to bed later so it's fine i'll wake up later you know and that's just the the kind of thing i put myself on i'll go i'll wake up later but then i usually will try to like go for a long walk like when i say long i mean like three four miles Dang. um yeah just because it's one is exercise but then two it gives me time to pray listen to a message or a podcast meditate or scripture so it's kind of like man i have that whole three or four miles to like spend time with the lord and yeah. exercise at the same time That's so huge. it's like two birds one stone knocked out um then you come back and you know hang with the crew eat whatever the case may be and get ready for the show and that's kind of the routine on the road. Um, whereas at home, you know, it's way more hectic. It's way more busy. So I have to get up earlier to get some of the stuff accomplished that I need to get done. Dang, that's yeah. crazy. You said it's busier. I would have thought the complete opposite. Oh, no. <laughs> home is way busier, bro. At, on the road is almost like a low-key. It's like a mini vacation. No Dang. way. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. So it's low-key like a mini vacation. Yeah. I mean, because you, you, you have a family. Family, business. Um multiple businesses honestly and then like you know mentoring young artists and helping yeah. get like i'm behind the scenes on a lot of people's projects too so yeah i'm in the studio a lot just like orchestrating stuff and yeah you know coming up with ideas marketing stuff so it's like all of that type of stuff is happening while i'm at home whereas when i'm on the road it's like they know he's not really gonna be available yeah. to do that so uh, you know what i mean they kind of like back off i feel yeah. like a lot of people see that right they yeah. see the artist they see the speaker they see the keynote guest yeah. but like before all of that like you're a dad you're a husband oh, like yeah. for like how was that like how did you meet your wife like man i'm i you know the riz game was right baby yes sir <laughs> talk no nah, but <laughs> did, did you at, write her song and it worked this nah, time he was like yeah and i wrote that one and it went crazy <laughs> it worked, man i actually met her when i was like 18 i we, we were in school and um and basically what happened was i was not walking with the lord yet but she was so i was kind of nervous about even approaching her because i was like not nervous but more so like she's too spiritual i'm not like mm -hmm. i'm leaving that alone and then once I had my spiritual journey and transformation, like we became like really good friends. And I really didn't, it was almost like weird to date her because we were such good friends, but actually that made it the best because now, yeah. you know, in marriage, 
it's like we just have fun doing what we are, we're in target walking around and it's fun you yeah. know what i mean because she's like my friend and so um you know and then like um with kids and whatnot it just adds to the elements of it all like you're just trying to navigate it you know what i mean like um you know my son like i get on twitch and like he's getting into gaming and stuff like that and then he'll jump on there and do stupid stuff and you know um uh, i forgot those little things um the little i forgot like they're like uh what do you call them the stress popper things i don't know what you call oh, them oh yeah God. yeah yeah i know Maybe what you're talking about Marshalls. yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know what they're called yeah but. so i have to get him one of those for our twitch because he's all over the place bro it's <laughs> like bro you need something to keep your attention right, right. Just bouncing around all over the place that's so, crazy. so but I, but that's what i try to do is incorporate them into my life because i know i'm gonna get on twitch and i'm gonna talk to people and hang out yeah or whatever and like i'm just like yo why don't you we do a channel together and then he just jumps in and so like i did youtube videos with them like we did a, a mukbang and ate chick-fil-a and just it's plug just, the youtube plug the twitch dude, yeah, man, it's, just, twitch, it's just bro. at lecrae on uh lecrae on youtube twitch is lecrae official so come check me out let's go know? is it ever hard to balance the work life have, being in the industry that you're in where it's very like it's not nine to five like it's like very like consuming to like do what you do yeah if you don't like i always staff my weaknesses because if you don't put people in place that can help you do it you will be all over the place because yeah. most artists are like they're creative they're not like type a people i'm definitely not a type a person yeah so you gotta like like have some type a people i don't care if it's an intern a friend a personal assistant something you got to have someone who's a little more type A just to like put help yeah. you get your life, you know, on track. There's even apps for that now. Like there's yeah. like virtual, there's AI right. personal <laughs> assistants. So yeah, there's no yeah. excuse. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no excuse. So yeah, so I just have other people like help me keep it together. Because otherwise, bro, I'll, I'll be everywhere, bro. Like yeah. for real. 100%. Okay, so to backtrack, we Nate was supposed to ask you a question, but didn't want to ask, but I want to know the <laughs> answer. three under the bus, man. So God, basically- <laughs> Being in the environments that you're in yeah. around rappers, celebrities, influencers, whatever it may be, who have morals that don't align with Christianity, how yeah. do you keep your Christian values? That's a good question, man. Um, what I had to learn, and I, I, you know, I didn't do this perfectly at first because, you know, it was a lesson. And um, what I had to learn was that Jesus did not hang out with sinners. Sinners hung out with Jesus. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. That's good. Uh, so like I was trying to hang out with sinners and you know, you're going where they go, you're doing what they do. And you're like, Oh, well we're just, you know, and then little by little, your moral compass starts to just fade away because you're in their space. And it's like, man, this isn't right. And then all of a sudden you're like, you don't even know right and wrong. Cause you're just in that mix. But then I started to be like, yo, I'm going to create the environment and the space and the place for them to come to hang with me yeah. and become the kind of person that they want to be around yeah. too, right? So yeah. um, that changed things is once I started like just kind of like drawing my line because um, they're not, the people I'm around, they don't, they're not like, you know, hiding the fact that they do certain things from me. So why would I hide my faith from them? Right. You right. know what so, I mean? It's like, uh, it's who you are. Yeah. It's just who I am. So it's kind of like, I remember walk a flock of flame, you know, he comes to our studio and it's like, yo, you know, we, we don't smoke in here. And that's just, that's, it is what it is. We don't smoke in here. And it was cool to just like him being like, Oh, I respect that. Like, that's dope. Y'all yeah. just, you know, draw your line. And, um, you know, it's like, Yo, I don't know. You mind if we pray before the session? You know, because we're going to pray before our sessions. Yeah. And it's like, nah, go for it, bro. That's what's up. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, you know, he begins to see that level of consistency. And then we started having some deep, long conversations. That impacts him. Seeing yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. You know Versus what I mean? if you try to just act cool for him and do what you it think he would works. want you to do, then he misses out on getting Because then it. you're not different than anything else you're he's ever seen. You're not different, bro. You're and then he just different. thinks, oh, Christians just live the same as everybody else. Exactly. Jesus said they'll be known by their love. That's right. Yeah. Not by, like, how relatable they are. Like, it's this weird dichotomy of, like, we are relatable. Yes, we are easy to talk to. We are accessible. We are approachable. Yeah. But what you said is so true. And I've been thinking about it. It's like, it's the reality that people will respect you more in the long run for drawing lines and standing firm on what you believe in because now that's actually the minority of the yep. world. 
Yep. And, you know, and they know who to turn to when stuff bad. starts looking crazy because they're like, "Yo, you really, you really held it down." Yeah, and I respect that. You know what I mean? So, you know, there's certain things that's like, I let my guard down for sure to let them know I'm not just like some kind of religious prude yeah, for sure, for or sure. whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I let my guard down, but also I'm like, bro. I'm just going to be myself. And honestly, I'm a work in progress just like they are. And I think they can see that and respect that. You yeah. know, I'm not trying to be like holier than thou, exactly. but I'm also not trying to fit in and yeah. do whatever everybody else is doing. Cause it's like, I see it happen all the time. I see like Christians. It was like, Oh, well, you know, we're, yeah, we're going out for a few drinks. And it's like, yeah, you're going out for a few drinks, but then your one shot turns to five and now you're just as drunk as they are. And you don't yeah. look different. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, versus them coming to like your wedding or your event and everyone is doing things in moderation and like yeah. decency and order and it's like huh this is different y'all are still having a great time and it's not like you know, they're coming to exactly. you you're not coming to them yeah. exactly yeah. so it's just exactly stuff like that man That and we found ways to do that you know partnering with Zaytoven and doing Let the Trap Say Man we, we had this party in downtown LA at this clothing store and we invited everybody in our world. Yeah. You know, so people could see how we get down and they loved it. NBA Youngboy just wandered in there and it was like, yo, this is crazy. That's you know what it, I mean? Bro. No. But it was like, he came to our territory and it's like, I haven't seen anything like this. And people are craving that, but they don't know where it exists. And right. we get the chance to be that. You know? It's a breath of fresh air for yeah, them probably. Yeah, absolutely. It's like they get to come up out of the water. Yep. Okay. Like, yep. That's far. I feel like Zaytoven is like, I'm a producer, so I feel like Zaytoven's like the goat of producing all the time. Like yeah. his 808, like everyone uses the Zay 808. Yeah. Like that's just like what it Look is. At like, you. He's, he's the goat. He's not uh, now. How did you how did you get tapped with him? Like how did you Same him? thing, bro? It's like through your manager? Same no, I mean it's like people just when they know you're serious about what you're doing, like you don't even realize the people who will respect you. Yeah. Cause you're just doing your thing. Yeah. But like people have a res deep respect for what you do. A lot of people don't know like Zaytoven is a is a believer. Yeah. And um, he plays in his church every Sunday. Right. So that's crazy. So dope. He found out like what I was doing, and he was like, um, he was like, "Yo, man." Um, he reached out to me. He DM'd me like, "Man, let's 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 do something together. Mm -hmm. Let's make some music together." And I saw like everybody was doing these group projects, like you know, like Metro or Twenty One Savage. And I was like, "It's like, bro, let's do a whole album together." And he was like, "Oh." say less and he was all the way down for oh it and we knocked it out in like not even a month you know what i mean we just that's knocked crazy. it out and it was but but that's what i think people don't understand they really will respect you if you're good at your craft and you stand firm on what you're about and i remember what running into um i remember offset got in a bad car accident and i i dm'd him just like man i just want you to know i'm praying for you da 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 and he that. was like man thank you and then he was like, I just listened to the, the album you got with Zaytoven. I never would have known this was gospel, but it's so good for my soul. Because mm. I yeah. it's something I enjoy listening to, but it's like also feeding my soul at the same wow. time. Wow. And it's like, you just don't know what's going on with people. Right. And, you know, we're so busy trying to fit in that we, we miss out on opportunities to, like, be the light and the salt. Literally, like, you were the light for him, and you didn't even know at the time yeah, that he was no ever going to hear it. Yeah. No clue. Yeah. Crazy. yeah. Bro, that yeah. is nuts, man. Yeah, bro. So in, in, in the industry and everything and, and just in our world in general where um, sex and stuff like that is so mm -hmm. casual. Yeah. Hard topics. Crazy. <laughs> but we um, just went to body counts real quick. <laughs> real quick. <bro. laughs> Let's talk about sex. Real quick. <laughs> yeah. No, but it is. I mean, whether you're on TikTok or like listening to like whatever music is out in mainstream yeah. and stuff, it's just so casual and like right. whatever. Um, what What is your advice to like young men and young women who are trying to stay pure and, and keep their virginity? Yeah. Um, I think one, I think there's two problems. So problem number one is we do treat it like it's, the, like Christians do treat it as if it's like this unpardonable sin and you're scarred for yeah. life right so we do do that to where people are like once they fall then they just say forget it there's no hope i might as well just keep falling because i've already blown it um but then the other thing we don't do is we don't talk about the spiritual realities of it and so what i would encourage people is to understand like like just to put it in in context 
in in like ancient Rome, when you go inside of a pagan temple, you are going in there to do like crazy stuff to worship a false god. And God created his temple. And if you weren't right when you went in his temple, then like you would die, right? So being in his presence was such an like an amazing thing that like people had to build this temple and altar and all this type of stuff because his spirit and his presence was so powerful. What I don't think people realize is that now we are the new temple of God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like his spirit is dwelling inside of you. And what sex is, sex is literally saying, let me go worship a different God inside my temple. Yeah. Right. Like let me walk into the temple and bow down to a false God and it's crazy because God's spirit is literally there. Like, wait, no, this is not what this temple's for. Like, yeah. Yeah. this temple is for worship. And there's a way, sex is a beautiful thing in, the, in, in, in worship, in like the worship environment. So what I would say, in order to stay pure, one, know the spiritual realities behind it. And then number two, I would say this, this is probably the last thing I'll say to it is like, you got to understand there's a difference between pleasure and happiness. Mm. Like, you're thinking that pleasure is going to bring you happiness and it's not like it feels good, but pleasure can also like destroy you. It can make you depressed. It can, you know, create all kinds of problems for you. Like yeah. there's never, you never see a drug addict on the corner. Who's like the pleasure of this drugs is just giving me so much joy and peace right. and happiness. It's two right. different things. Right. And so sex is pleasurable, but it's not, but outside of the way God intended it, it's not going to bring you the happiness yeah. that you want. So that's good. I would just say, man, don't don't take it for granted. If I could chime in even on that, I think there's so much shame around this topic too, and this might be a hot take, but virginity does not equal purity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Like, I think that we have made it so taboo and not talked about it and been afraid of the humanity of it. And because at the end of the day, like, if you lust after a woman with your, like, mm -hmm. all, with, after, in your eyes, you've already committed adultery. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then that, and you could have never been in bed with anybody else and right. i think that we have put so much emphasis on the virginity side of purity mm -hmm. that we have shamed everyone that one already has had sex and maybe come to the feet of the lord after that right or two that might and then they're like like you said it's like the deflowering mm -hmm. like we we treat virginity specifically it's the only thing we consider to be like this we put it on this different yeah. pedestal of purity where it's like anything outside of covenant that isn't pleasing to the lord right. is considered pure yeah, yeah. Like holiness is holiness. Purity is purity. Like if the eye is the light of the body, let me keep my eye pure. Like it's not just what I do. It's what I let in. It's what anything that isn't like him is impure. Yeah. And so like, I think that, and it's purity is like less about the actions of the hands and more of the posture of your heart. heart. That's it. Cause David is like, Sheesh. they call him Jesus, son of David. Yeah. And he's the pure one that was after that was the man after the Lord's own heart. Mm -hmm. Yet David was such like, I'm just gonna say he was a hoe. Like David was a hoe. <laughs> yeah. Like David truly was really he was outside. In the streets. He was out there, bro. He was outside. He was outside. In <laughs> in his old age, yeah. David, to see if King David was still alive, they would send virgins from the city up to his room. That's right. And if he slept with them, they would know that he was still alive. Yeah. Yet Crazy. it's Jesus, son of David. Wow. Right. Like right. because his heart was pure. What is his response to his sin? In Psalms, it's like, Lord, let like give me a clean hands and a pure heart like mm -hmm. let your spirit not depart from me like yeah. right. that's what made him pure was the fact that he cared about what god cared about and when you put the father's heart at the forefront of everything you do purity will follow and of course a byproduct of that would be like my body's a temple and so and the other person involved is a temple as well that's right. purity will also help you see other people in the lens of jesus that's right and so obviously there's like physical repercussions of like the virginity thing and everything but it's just like it, when you when you reach that point in the Lord where you're like really like you feel like you're gaining the Lord is gaining ground in your heart when it comes to the purity of your body specifically for young men and women like hormones raging everything like you'll realize it's even bigger than virginity it's like where's my heart at when I look at my sister in Christ like That's where's right. my heart at when I look at my brother like we're all guilty of it yeah. I'm not saying anyone's going to be perfect but we are called to be faithful mm -hmm. and so I just want to release anyone from any shame that has like because some people talk about virginity and it's like, oh, great, you're talking about it now. And then we, some people talk about virginity and it's like, they feel so much shame in this area, right? Yeah. And so it's like, like, it's truly grace and mercy that'll yeah. keep you in that area and, re and recognizing like, 
the gift that is repentance, the gift that is purity, the gift that is Jesus, to be able to walk in it. That's yeah. real rap, man. I, I I I love how you put that, and I think I think it's important in anything, right? Like sin is sin, and mm-hmm. and look at it like that. But it's like if you have it, if you haven't slept with anybody. That's amazing. And there's going to be unique gifts that you'll benefit from from that. If you have slept with people, then God is still compelled to rescue you, yeah. to love you, and to continue to use you. And you and he will turn beauty, he'll make beauty from those ashes. Exactly. So, you know, there's always there may be some consequences. Like that's just the reality of life. There's always earthly consequences, but don't think of it as like God doing some kind of punishment to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like if you're if you're you know, I don't know if, if I'm outside jumping off of buildings and I break my leg, that's not like God, like, I told you to stop jumping off buildings. That's yeah. what happens when you jump off There's buildings. There's real world yeah. consequences. <laughs> yeah, it's real world saying, consequences yeah. for that. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right, let's bounce back to the music. Hard <laughs> topics. What's your favorite Hard. album you've ever dropped and why? Dang. People ask me this, and I, have, I had to go back through my catalog. Because it used to be Gravity, but now it is Anomaly. Like, okay. when I go back and listen to the songs on Anomaly, I'm like, I forgot this was on there. I forgot that was on there. I forgot this was on there. So it's almost like I did a versus battle for my own albums, yeah. and Anomaly came out on top. Yeah. yeah. So that's fire, bro. Yeah. What? So that cover art is fire. Uh, oh, cover yes. Dude, that is sick. Yeah. What, what do you, who do you think is your favorite artist you've worked with? Favorite artist I've worked with? It's not Andy Mineo for sure, because he takes forever to get stuff done. <laughs> he nitpicks to the death. Really? Like, oh my gosh. It'll be like over one line. He'll just critique, critique, critique. He probably has like 50 million songs that will never see the light of day because he just doesn't think they're any good. That's, That's crazy. crazy. So I like he's rough because he's so <laughs> such a perfectionist. Um, he's got bars. Though. That's, no, that's, he's that's why he's great yeah, at what he exactly. does because he really. That's his thing, but sometimes yeah. you got to steal the music from him and just put it out. Because I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give me that, yeah. Give me that, <laughs> send me that Dropbox. Crazy <laughs> right now, man. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, like generally, it's like people who are just super creative and they can just they can just like do anything. Um, I would probably say. Man, that's tough. It's a toss-up. It's a toss-up between, like, this is a weird toss-up, but it's between 1K Few and Tori Kelly. Um, be- one, 1K Few just works He's fast. He works so fast. Crazy. He's the next up for anyone out there He writes it. nothing. He just goes in the booth and just starts rapping. That's crazy. And just Atlanta like, just, just comes. So I actually learned how to do that from him. I was like, hold on, man. Let me stop writing <laughs> stuff now. Um, but then Tori Kelly, she can just do everything. It's just like yeah. when you have an artist who can just like, they write, they play, they sing, they could just do all the things. Um, Two opposite a, sides of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, that's the craziest thing about it. Um, who I want to work with and I and we plan on doing it is John Bellion because he, oh, that'd be that'd be yeah, nuts. because he's like, He's a mastermind when it comes 100%. to music. And so I know he's done some stuff with Andy. He did like him yeah. and Tori got, a, they're working on, on her stuff. But I said, it's funny. I sent him a record one time. I was like, yo, John, I think you sound really dope on this. What do you think? He said, he said, bro, I respect you too much to jump on a track. We're crafting something from scratch. <laughs> and I was oh, like, that's oh. crazy. I said, all right, well. I guess I'll just right, find someone anybody? else to put on this right. song. <laughs> I was actually really excited. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I didn't expect us to end up here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So That's yeah. fire. I love that. Okay, do we want to do another deep one, or should we just hit like a hey, quick man. one? Because I know you got to Yeah, we got to rap. Yeah, you oh, got to yeah. rap. Should we rap or do one more? Let's do one more. Okay, one more. Let's it. do uh, you, 18. Yeah. Have you ever met anyone that you were like starstruck by, like someone you were nervous to meet? Like craziest huh. person to you, man. I've met everybody. I don't know if anybody ever had me struck. I'm trying to think. Um, like what would be the closest to it? Like a little story time. Dang. Um. I mean, I got crazy stories. It's funny, but I'm trying to think of like feeling starstruck. Um. I mean. 
I think. Oh yes, okay, I do. Okay, okay. so I was thinking because I remember I like I met I met Jay, Beyonce, Drake, Kanye. Gee. None of them ever starstruck me, but Michael Jordan had me, fam. Yeah, really? oh, yeah. Michael Jordan had yeah. me. Dude. It's so funny because, um, like, you know, I I met him through a friend of mine who you know he's like a manager for other artists but he used to play in the nba so he invited me to this uh to so we got an invite to jordan's birthday party so we're at michael jordan's birthday party and uh, it's funny because that's the first time i met beyonce too and i and when i met beyonce she she thought i was a basketball player because i'm like six four yeah, but are, i didn't know yeah, she thought see, I was, he's hiding his legs under the yeah <laughs> i didn't know that's what she thought so i was like hey how you doing beyonce i'm originally from houston and um, you know what I'm saying? She's I said, look crazy. She said, Oh, okay, yeah, it's good, it's good to meet you, man. And I was like, Yeah, good to meet you. She said, I hope you have a good season. And I was like, Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> right. you, you, just, yeah. you know what I mean? You like, just take it at that yeah, point, bro. Yeah. It's Beyonce. On. Yeah. Um, but then with 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 MJ, it was funny because MJ, you know, he was a little saucy. It was his birthday. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. And so he puts his arm around my shoulder and he said, he said, any friend. Any friend of his is a friend of mine. Whatever you need, you let me know I got you. And in my brain, yeah. I was like, all the Jordans ever. ever. <laughs> That's what my brain was thinking. I was like, how do I finesse this? Right. Yeah. Uh, but I was so starstruck. I was like, oh my gosh, Michael Jordan. Right? That is He's like telling me. So like That's I was crazy. like, yo, this that is wild. Is so crazy. Yeah. It was super wild, man. That was super wild. Doesn't yeah. somebody go here? Like his, yeah, word, yeah, to yeah. this campus specifically. That's crazy. He owns yeah. the morning. He live. He lives out this way. Shout yeah. out to MJ, man. That's Shout out nice. to MJ. That's How so nice. crazy. What if he slides tonight? He's like, I yeah, he's just anything. at the concert. I told you anything. I told you, need, you bro. anything. I'll be like, bro, listen, <laughs> check out back, buddy. Right. All I need is a lifetime supply of J's. Right. Man, I'm good. Every you know drop. That yeah, goat discount real. code. For real. Just that's all I need. That's all. That's it. Be safe. Oh man, well thank you so much for doing this, bro. For real. We want to get you out of here, get you a sound check, everything. Yeah. Other than the tour, obviously, which there's there's a whole another leg of it. Like anything else you wanna plug before? Hey man, um no, nah, I'm just I'm grateful. You know, Church Coast Four is out. Please go support that. Um it's been a blessing and a blast to be with Doe and Elevation Rhythm. You know, if you if you know about them, great. If you don't, go blast their music. Shout out to my man KB, he's releasing new music. Um, and his book is out called Dangerous Jesus. So go get his book. And yeah. That's it, man. I love it. Right, bro, yeah. That's fire, man. Yeah, for sure. That's it. Really that's a wrap.